Hey, hey, what's up, guys? It's Jordan with the Laundromat Resource Podcast. This is show 145, and I'm pumped you're here today because today we have uh, something a little bit different. Uh, shout out to Steve Cosetto of Cosetto's Distributorship up in Spokane, Washington. He flew me up to talk with his team and a base of his clients, and this is actually one of the talks I gave over there, the theme of which was... Three ways to make more money with your laundromat. We get into the weeds a little bit of some practical, tangible things that you can do to make more money with your laundromat. Uh, now, this was a live event. There was some back and forth kind of discussion going, but we've got it down in a format that I think is going to be valuable and helpful uh, to you if you own a laundromat or a portfolio of laundromats, or if you're looking to buy your first laundromat. So, hopefully, this is uh, super tangible and practical for you. It's super excited for you to get into it. Um, just want to take a quick second to let you know, in case you haven't been over there yet, go check out laundromatresource.com. We've got a whole new website rebuild that's launched over there. Uh, super excited about that. Um, check out laundromatresource.com slash events uh, to see some of the events we've got going on and some that are coming up uh, in the future. And uh, yeah, just make sure you go check it out because we've been doing a lot of work uh, on that and are very excited about it. Um, so awesome. We're going to jump into this talk, lecture, seminar, uh, whatever you want to call it uh, here in a second, right after a word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up, laundromat owners? This is John from BMR here with today's quick marketing tip. Today, I want to talk to you about something that can truly transform your business. And that's the power of customer testimonials and reviews. You see, in our industry, trust and reliability are absolutely key. Let's think about it. Your customers entrust you with something very personal, very intimate, their clothing, their linens. So when we showcase real positive experiences on our websites and social media, you're not just advertising, you're building trust. Let's just imagine a new customer. They're hesitant to try a new place for their laundry. They go online, they search for laundromats near me, and they find you. But what sets you apart? Well, let us tell you it's the glowing reviews and the heartfelt testimonials from your regular customers. These authentic voices resonate more deeply than advertisement ever could. You see, they provide social proof and they reassure potential customers that they're making the right choice when they choose your laundromat. And in this digital age, an online review can be as powerful as a word of mouth recommendation. So when you encourage your satisfied customers to share their experiences online, you're amplifying their voices to reach a broader audience. This not only helps in attracting new customers, but it also fosters a sense of community among your regulars. You see, they feel heard, they feel valued, and in turn, they become your most effective advocates. So let's make it a priority to encourage your customers to leave reviews. Let's engage with them online and thank them for their feedback, and then share their positive stories. This simple and powerful strategy can significantly boost your online presence. It'll help attract new customers and ultimately contribute to the growth and success of your laundromat. And let's remember, in our industry, the best advertisement is a happy customer. For more information about getting reviews and utilizing them, visit us at buildwithbmr.com forward slash get reviews. I was thinking about what should I talk about if we're going to talk laundromats, what should I talk about today? And, you know, put a lot of hard thought into it. And I was like, you know what? If most of you, how, how many of you guys own laundromats already? Yeah, and how many of you guys are trying to buy your first? Okay, so 
kind of doesn't matter whether you own or, or trying to buy your first, I thought the best thing we could probably talk about is how to make more money with the laundromats. So that's what I'm gonna talk about. The only reason I feel like I can come talk about this today is not because I feel like I'm like some superstar uh, laundromat owner because in fact, I think at least early on, I was probably the world's worst laundromat owner um, and learned a lot of very expensive lessons. But I get to talk to laundromat owners all across the country pretty much all day, every day. Um, and I hear a lot about what people are doing, what's working, what's not working, what's happening in this industry, where this industry is going. Um, and so I'm kind of coming from that perspective. I want to just share some insights that I've heard from people like you guys uh, all over, the, and maybe even some of you guys actually all over. So I want to give you uh, a, a few things that I think uh, are going to help you make more money and, and direction that I think this industry is going. Um, and with that, I want to share just real quick. I made a post on LinkedIn uh, earlier this week or last week or something like that. And uh, it was just some things that you could do to uh, level up your laundromat. And what was interesting about it was I got a, a comment uh, from somebody, actually a friend of mine, <clears throat> who commented on it. And he said, yeah, this is good and all. But he basically said, you know, we, we need to be telling people to have, you know, a clean laundromat, a safe laundromat, you know, machines working, you know, those kinds of things. And I was like, okay. Yes. And, and my response to him was essentially, I, I see where you're coming from, from that. Because if you look around, I'm, I'm in Southern California, I'm in LA. If you go to LA laundromats, you're going to find either like really nice laundromats or you're going to find, you know, your zombie mat, the half the lights work, half the machines don't work, you know, homeless people hanging around, uh, which, you know, even in the nice ones, you'll probably find in LA. This industry is changing now more than ever before. And one of the ways that it's changing is in its reputation. And, uh, you know, when most people think of laundromats, just in general, they think of those like zombie mats, right? And so what I'm seeing happening more and more is people like you guys who are, you're trying to improve your business. You're trying to grow your business. You're trying to scale. We have tools, uh, resources available now to help us build better businesses to see the results of our investments in our businesses, you know, buying new machines, adding payment systems, stuff like that. Um, and we have all these tools and resources and, and we're getting more savvy, right, as an industry. So my response to, to this guy who responded to my LinkedIn post was essentially, okay, I see where you're coming from, but listen, zombie mats exist because people could make money by just putting in a laundromat and basically letting it run itself. That's becoming less and less the case and is gonna be pretty much gone. And I know I'm speaking to the choir here uh, for you guys who are actually here, uh, but, but that's not gonna be the case anymore. It's not gonna be a, you know, the way I was sold my first laundromat was, it's gonna be great, you're gonna make a bunch of money, you're gonna have to come once or twice a week to collect quarters and that's pretty much it. And, and it's not gonna be that, right? That, that model of, of business, not saying you can't have unattended laundromats, not saying you can't have, uh, be pretty far on the scale of passivity, but that model of, you know, just let it do its thing is, that's gone. And, it, and it's, it's already gone in all the coastal markets and it's going kind of across the country. So what I told him was like, listen, that's baseline. That's a given now. You've gotta have a laundromat that the machines are running. You've gotta have a laundromat that the lights work, that is safe for people to come to, 
that is clean all the time, right? You've got to have that in order to make more money going forward. We've got to go beyond just having clean laundromats. I want to tell, talk to you about a few different things that I think can help us make more money. So number one, and again, I don't feel like I have all the answers here, so I want to hear what you guys think too. So I'll give you some opportunities or feel free to raise your hand. Uh, but number one, we need to focus more on value. And, and I hear that a lot. People talk about that a lot and it kind of is a little bit cringy for me actually now, but we've got to add more value to our customers. But here's what I want to talk about is what does that actually mean? What does it mean for a laundromat to offer more value to their customers? And I want to offer a couple of ideas for that. Number one is faster experience. Faster experience is more valuable, right? And that's why drive-throughs, you know, in, in, in restaurants and stuff, you know, faster experience, fast food industry in general, fat, faster experience, right? If we can get that throughput more efficient, and we think through um, the customer experience, if we think through that more systematically and look to remove things that are holding up our customers um, or, or reducing our throughput, that actually increases value for people. Listen, nobody wants to be doing their laundry. Nobody wants to spend all Saturday doing their laundry. Um, and that's why we, you know, we exist, right? Uh, is so that customers can come in, they can use our machines. We have larger machines. Uh, that's part of being a faster experience. So looking for ways to make, to make the experience faster is a great way uh, to in increase value. And another one I want to mention is if we can think about ways to make it less effort for customers and we can find ways to make it uh, less effort and sacrifice more convenient for customers, that's another way sort of to add value. Adding value is, is one way to increase uh, prices, uh, which can increase some income here. I see, uh, I see laundromat owners doing this in a variety of different ways, but I'm just kind of curious, any, any of you guys in, in here that own laundromats sort of on the higher end of the price point of your markets? You are. Well, out of curiosity, I mean, I think because this is like something that I think a lot of laundromat owners struggle with is pricing and, and increasing prices. So how do you how do you stay sort of at the higher end of the price point of the market without losing customers? Yeah. So running it, running it like a business. I, I mean, because I, I think a lot of people are and I was like this when I bought my first laundromat. I was like afraid to charge more and and, and actually also invest more in my business. Do you have any, just, I, I don't want to like put you on the spot, but do you have any, how do you guys think about like what you invest in your laundromat in order to be able to provide that better experience to, to be able to charge more? Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think it's a, a relatively new way. I know some of you guys are running your, your laundromats like that uh, already, but I think it's a relatively new way industry-wide of thinking about our business because we've been, I think we've seen ourselves as a commodity, right? And a commodity is, is a race to the bottom. And, you know, I'll, I'll speak for my market in the LA market where, you know, the first time I had, uh, you know, his, his, buddy and partner Brandon Unterstall on the podcast. You guys are in St. Louis, right? And first time I had him on, one of the questions I asked him was like, how much does it cost to do 
laundry at your laundromats. And the prices that they were charging compared to what I was charging in LA were like almost double. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, whoa. And <laughs> they just own, they own the whole thing. Uh, and, and it was, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And it was crazy to me when I heard that. I was like, oh my goodness, right? Like this is, this is wild. Uh, and it, it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, in LA, there's, you know, obviously there's a lot of competition there. Uh, there's a lot of laundromats, but there's also a lot of zombie mats in LA, like a lot of zombie mats in LA. And, and it helped me shift my perspective of, uh, of what this sort of value proposition is to our customers. Cause I, I never thought of it that way in, in laundry, uh, cause it's just laundry, right? Um, but what I love about what, what these guys do and, and some of you guys and, and so many people that I've talked uh, to also is taking sort of this more professional approach to owning and running a laundromat and running it like a business. I think you said exactly that. Running it like a business, not like a, I don't know, like a redheaded stepchild, like a lot of people uh, run their laundromats, right? They don't pay a whole lot of attention to them. Um, so, so that value, uh, that v increasing the value to your customers of your laundromat is one way to make more money because number one, you can charge more, but number two, you're going to attract more customers that way also. And one perk that I've seen is not only do you attract more customers, but you attract more of the right kinds of customers because not all customers, I'm sure you guys know if you own laundromats and if you don't yet, You'll probably learn not all customers are created equal. There are some people that you would gladly send to the, the zombie mat down the street, right? Because uh, they're just not worth the headache there, right? So increasing the value and then pricing accordingly, pricing appropriately is, is one way to do that. Okay, the second thing, and I, uh, I, if you were here last year, I talked a little bit about this uh, last year, but I want to give a little bit of a framework for this. The second way of making more money, and this is something that I that is happening more and more across the country, but this is something where there is still a really big opportunity, and that is through more marketing. Okay, now laundromats went. Yeah, I got in it a decade ago, and I was told, hey, you don't have to market. It's sort of the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Business model. You don't have to do any marketing and I didn't do any marketing. And because of that, my, it took longer for my business to grow than I think it should have. Um, and by and large, still most laundromat owners are not doing any marketing. So while more and more are doing marketing, still most aren't. And there's a huge opportunity here for anybody who owns a laundromat, whether it's self-serve, but especially if you have a service side of the business, like the drop off and the pickup and delivery, but both really, there's a huge opportunity uh, in the marketing side of things for laundromats. And again, this goes back to running your laundromats or, or your portfolio like a business, running it professionally, right? And I wanna give a little bit of a framework on the marketing. We're not gonna go like crazy deep into marketing or anything, but I see marketing almost like a quadrant, okay? And in this quadrant, you've got, uh, you've got free options and you've got paid options and you've got offline options and you've got online options. Okay. So real quick, I want to, 
talk about free options. We call those like organic marketing, right? And what, the, what, what that marketing is good for is getting a little bit deeper with your customer base, your potential customer base. Um, it can be a little bit slower. So think of like posting on social media. It can be like having a, a little blog on your website or having a website in general, which you should have, and ranking on, on the search engine pages. That can take a little time to ramp up. It's a little bit slower, but you can build deeper relationships. Um, people can get to know you and your business a little bit better sort of behind the scenes. So that's sort of the free slash organic uh, side of things. And you can do that both online and offline, right? So I mentioned some online stuff like social media posting, having a website, having a Google business profile, which everybody should have if you have a laundromat, it's free and it's a way to rank, right? And it's a way to get on Google Maps and Apple Maps, right? So those are, those are the organic types of things online and you can do organic things online also and or, or, uh, offline also. Things like having a banner out front says under new management or newly retooled or whatever you know your banner says things about having signage in your store it can be things like sponsoring uh well i guess this would be in the paid uh side of things but it could be things like uh going to community events um, and representing your business at community events um, those types of things uh it can even be volunteer work uh with the schools where you're volunteering to wash some uniforms or or something like that, right? Um, then you've got your paid options, which again, can be both online and offline. Um, there's lots of different ways you can pay offline. You can do you know, flyers, kind of traditional direct mail type stuff. You can sponsor events or schools or things like that. And then obviously there's online paid options also, right? So that'd be like Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, where if you're really like going forward in laundromats, you're you know, Instagram ads are kind of a unique place right now where there's almost no laundromats doing Instagram ads, but the ones that are, are, are making money if you're doing it right. So it's kind of an interesting option to look into, right? But those would be some of the paid. So you've got your organic slash free, which is good. It takes a little longer. It's a little bit slower to actually build up the customers, but you can build deeper relationships. That's a lot of like letting people see your store, letting people see behind the scenes a little bit, showing your staff off, showing yourself off, that kind of stuff. Um, letting people get to know you. And then you've got paid options, both online and offline. That's a faster, you get a quicker result with that, but obviously you're, you're paying for that. Okay, Any, anybody, anybody doing any marketing in your market right now? Nobody. Maybe we need to talk more about marketing, I don't know. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Uh, it'd be interesting, I mean, marketing, one thing I'll say, and I guess I'll talk specifically about online paid marketing because uh, that's what most people are thinking of, and that tends to be the cheapest and quickest to, to the money, um, is you don't have to spend a lot. So, you know, if, if there was a takeaway from this part of the day, I would say, hey, set aside even just a few hundred dollars and say, hey, over the next three months, I'm going to spend $100 a month trying out some Facebook ads or trying out some Google ads or something like that, and just see if, if you get some results. And what I would... What I would suggest is there's some easy ways you can do that on your own. Obviously, you could pay an agency or something to do that. Um, but what I would suggest, if you do decide to sort of experiment a little bit and just see if you get some results, try to do it in a way where you can track it, right? Advertising or marketing can be great and it can bring you business. But the, the real power, especially of online marketing and advertising, 
is that you can track it. So, you know, whether that's, hey, here's a, here's a promo code for a free wash, or here's a, you know, show us this screen when you come in and we'll give you whatever, or what, some way that you can see if that ad is working and actually bring in a new business. I think you might be surprised that even with just a hundred bucks a month, um, what that'll bring in. And one thing I wanna just point out is don't forget about the lifetime value of a customer. Okay, so if you spend, you know, X amount, let's say you spend $100 and you get three new customers coming in. Well, how much is that, are those customers, number one, number one is do the value stuff first, have a good experience for them because you don't want to spend money on advertising and bring people to your laundromat and then have a horrible experience, right? It's dirty and dark, you're a zombie mat, right? So get that taken care of first. But, you know, if you spend a hundred bucks and you get three new customers, Think about how much money does that customer spend every time they come to your laundromat? And if you're able to keep them and they keep coming back, how much money do you stand to make from just three customers over time? Probably a lot more than that $100 that you spend to, to get those customers, right? Try to think of it in those terms. Again, it can be a little bit difficult to track unless you're doing like the service side, you've got a software that can help you track it. What can be hard to track on the self-serve side is if they actually come in and spend money, you can see how many people click on it and if they go to like maps or. You know. Yeah, so if you have a system like LaundraWorks, uh, it can make it easier to track. You can probably. Uh, see there, look at this. Look at this, that's what I'm talking it's, It is amazing, right? So. Yeah, so having stuff like this and offering a promo code and say, hey, use this promo code. I don't know if LaundraWorks does this. Can, you, can, I, can I run an ad and say, hey, you know, put in, put in laundromat resource and when you load money on a card, it's gonna give you an extra five bucks or something like that. Can you do something like that? So, so it's, it's, it's not anymore. It's not anymore. So I, you know, I'm not, trying, I'm not here to try to promote my podcast or my YouTube or anything like that, but I did do a couple of interviews and live Q and A's um, with Kalari and Wardell, they're a geofencing and native ad uh, agency for laundromats. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to, to have a conversation, and just so everybody's on the same page, because I know not everybody knows what geofencing is probably, but geofencing is essentially drawing an invisible line around a location. It could be as small as an ATM or as big as a store or, or bigger. It's drawing an invisible line, and when somebody with a smartphone walks in the boundaries of that line, you can target them specifically. So when he says he's geofencing his competitors, he's going to your laundromat online and drawing a line around it. And so anytime somebody walks into your laundromat, they're getting an ad for his store and a promo that a cash benefit to leave your store next time and go to his. But, but, this is, why, this is why I'm having this conversation here is because very few people are doing these things and the people who are, are gonna be the ones who steal your customers. Like you're gonna get left behind if you're not doing these things. And I'm, I'm, I'm here because I have this big picture of, I, I'm not the best in the store. You know, we were talking, I was talking with Bree about like repairing machines and stuff and you know, I, I know a little bit about repairing machines, but if you want to know like the details about that, that's your girl right there, right? Bree, Bree's the one, right? I, I'm not, 
I'm not looking at the, the minute details. I'm looking at this, the big picture stuff of what's happening in this industry. And what I'm seeing is the best operators uh, that, are, that are just killing it right now, they're taking your customers and you don't even know it. Probably not you specifically, but that's happening. They're taking customers and you don't even know it because guess what? That line around your store is not a red line painted on the ground, it's an invisible line. And when people cross it, they're getting incentivized to go to your competitor. And so right now, yeah, real quick, right now is we're very, very, very early in our industry in this. And there's a huge opportunity to take advantage of this, you know, this, these tools that we have that are now more cost effective than they ever have been before and are getting more so all the time. Um, and another one is native ads. Native ads, you can do something similar as geofencing, but native ads will show up all over the web and they'll end up, uh, they're outside of the Google and Facebook ad ecosystem and they show up as if they're part of whatever website or wherever the, uh, the person is who's, been, who's being targeted. They'll show up, they'll, they'll look like they're native to whatever that article is or whatever it is. Um, and, and that's also another very powerful one. I don't want to get too deep into the marketing rabbit hole, but listen, the, my main point here is if we don't do these things today or soon, we're going to be tomorrow's zombie mats. That's what it's going to look like. Tomorrow's zombie mats aren't going to be the people who put in machines and then don't do anything to them. They just kind of duct tape them together for 20, 30, 40 years. Like today's laundromats, that's what those are. Tomorrow's laundromats are the laundromats that are going to get left behind because the people who are in this industry who are savvy are utilizing these brand new tools that are cost effective, that are driving traffic, and that are efficient and effective at getting people to their stores. They're utilizing all these tools. And just so, you know, just to kind of knocked me off my high horse a little bit uh, with this marketing stuff. When I bought my first laundromat, I was losing tons of money early on, didn't know what I was doing, all that. And I, I turtled up. I, didn't, I specifically did not do any marketing because I had money going out and I was scared to put more money out there because I didn't know if it was going to come back. Um, so I, you know, guilty 100% of not doing that also. Um, however, one of the things I learned from that experience was that number one, my growth was much, much slower than I think it could have been. Um, and then number two is I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my laundromat. I did a full retool and a renovation and everything. And I spent zero dollars basically on letting other people know about it. Right. And so that other piece of the marketing, if you need like a mindset shift here, here's a mindset shift for you is you guys who are here are here because you have good laundromats and you want to have good laundromats. And if you have a good service, take a look. I mean, you know, Nate was saying, you know, he's, he's looked around the market and there's good laundromats here and there's not good laundromats. If you're one of the good ones, you should want to tell people, Hey, there's a good, clean, safe place where machines work that you can come do laundry. Let them know, right? You're doing a service to other people by marketing and advertising to them. Awesome. I want to, I want to just real quick, I know I'm done, uh, but I think I'm eating into Nate's time. So I don't really care. He's talked a lot in my time. So I'm talking his time. Uh, last thing, uh, uh, cause we're talking about ways to make money, right? The last thing I wanted to talk about that I don't hear talked about, at least in these terms is, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but 
Um, so we've got add value and charge accordingly, right? We've got marketing and advertising, which I think is a huge opportunity right now in our industry. And the number three is increase the lifetime value of our customers, right? If you increase the lifetime value of your customer, guess what? You're going to make more money, right? So I've got three ways and I, I may be so bold to say these might be the only three ways, but maybe the collective brain power can think of more ways to increase the lifetime value of your customers, right? So number one, it's charge more, uh, which we talked about, right? So charge more. If you charge more, you're going to make more money over time. As long as you don't lose them, you can't charge them too much. Uh, number two is sell more, right? So you've got, you've got more customers coming in, basically more sales or, uh, uh, keep them longer, right? If they stay long. So like in LA, for example, the average renter stays 18 months in LA. So part of that advertising thing is I know that every 18 months I've got new, new people here who don't know my laundromats there. Right. So I need to stay in front of them. So going back to the advertising, right. But same with the lifetime value. If I can keep that lifetime value, if it right now it's at, Hey, about every 12 months, I'm, I'm getting turnover. If I can move that out to 18 months or 24 months or seven years, right? Guess what? Over time, you're making a whole lot more money, right? So you've got charge more, sell more. So that could be more customers or that could be selling other things like other services like drop off or pick up delivery or selling more vending or whatever, right? Or uh, keep them longer. Anybody know the lifetime value of their customers? See what I'm saying? Opportunities are here. We are a mom and pop industry. If you go to go to go to a big business and ask them what the lifetime value of their customers, they're going to tell you. They're going to know, right? Nobody is doing this in our industry, but it's doable, especially if you have a system like Sense. <laughs> Tired of giving you free press over here, <laughs> just because you have your thing right here. Uh, if you have a if you have a, a digital payment system. Super easy to do, right? Now you've got software that's going to do it for you. But even if you're, even if you're a Coinbase store, you can, you can get a, a pretty good ballpark of lifetime value of your customer and then work towards ways to increase that lifetime value, right? Nobody is doing that. And I hope you can see how some of these things are huge opportunities. And guess what? This will be happening. This is happening whether you decide to do it or not. This is going to happen. We're getting more savvy people coming into our industry, business owners and investors. This kind of thing will happen. I've been talking a lot about over the last, I don't know, a couple of years really on the podcast about data, right? We are not good at collecting data and analyzing that data and utilizing that data to help us build our businesses. We have very crude KPIs, key performance indicators right now in our industry, but that's changing faster and faster. Our What's our what's our number one key performance indicator? Anybody know KPI? <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Yeah, but it, what's that? Yeah, turns per day, right? Turns per day is is our number one KPI. It is such a crude way to measure the performance of a laundromat, but it's what we've had, right? Because we've been coin based, and it's hard to know. Things are going to get more customer based KPIs uh, coming forward as we're starting to gather more information about who our customers are, what they're doing before they come to our store, what they're doing after they come to our store, how much they're spending 
on average, every time they come to our store, how often they're coming to our store, individual customers, like we're going to have all that data and we're starting to gather that now. And guess what? A lot of, a lot of the, the companies are in manufacturers, uh, software companies, they're already collecting that, that information. So we need to be collecting it too and helping, utilizing it to help us build better businesses. And, and especially if your goal is to do some sort of scale. So I'm going to, we're going to chat again. Uh, towards the end of this thing. And we're going to stick on the theme of uh, how to make more money. This this is sort of how to make more money with the stores we have now. What we're going to talk about at the end is beginning with the end in mind, how to make more money uh, long-term, right? And so whether that's selling or scaling, uh, what are the things we can do to optimize the value of our laundromats or our portfolios if our goal is to sell or scale? which everybody's, everybody should have one of those or probably both of those things as their goal. So we're going to talk about how do we optimize our laundromats and our portfolios uh, so that we get the most value when it comes time to exit, whatever that exit looks like. So, all right. Hope you got something good out of that episode. A little bit different, something a little, uh, you know, just a little change up there. Uh, I, yeah, I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on this. I think there's a lot of things, very practical, tangible things that we can do to make more money uh, with our laundromats and serve our customer base better. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, head over to laundromatresource.com slash forums and share some thoughts you had on that episode or some ideas you have on how we can make more money. And as always, make sure you take some action this week on something, one thing, anything that you heard or that sparked an idea uh, in your own mind from this episode, that action is what leads us to success and helps us achieve our goals. All right. See you next week. Peace.